Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, welcome back, everybody. Let's talk about Shocker Hoops here. 869-1240. If you need to chime in, uh, feel free. We'll spend some time with this, Tommy, because I think this the simplest answer for this is it's unacceptable. Um, Kevin Saul came on Sports Daily on KWich last night and basically said the same thing. Isaac Brown after the game said the same thing. I think the players feel that way too. Um, it's just an unacceptable result. You don't lose at home to Alcorn State. I don't care if all the players are new. You're just you you you're more talented. You're better. These things shouldn't happen. And I think the reason that it sticks even worse for people, Tommy, is because some of the same issues we saw last year are right back in the spotlight here. And yeah, you can lose these kinds of games in college basketball, but and, and it's not as concerning if you don't fear bigger symptoms here. But I think with the Shockers, we have to fear bigger symptoms because of what we saw last year. I'm looking at now a game against Alcorn State where the Sockers couldn't shoot a three, 16% from three. They turned the ball over too much, 12 turnovers to just 10 assists. They got out-rebounded by Alcorn State. These are the same things and the same issues we saw last year. That's the biggest problem with this. Yeah, I, I've thought about this a lot uh, since Saturday evening. Uh, I've kind of got egg on my face. I'm going to be honest with you right now. I said on the show last week when we were talking about Shocker basketball that I didn't feel like there was any need to panic whatsoever with this program. Uh, yeah, there, there's a need to panic right now. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. there is. And it wasn't just the result. It wasn't just the final score. Yeah, that's bad. You can't lose to Alcorn State. But it was the way in which the Shockers lost. There was no passion. There was no energy. There was no leadership. There was nothing throughout that game. Outside of about a five-minute stretch where the Shockers went on a run, Alcorn State dominated the game on both ends of the court. And with that, there absolutely come some major questions, absolutely uh, come some major discussion that needs to be had. Yeah. And uh, it, unfortunately, it makes me less than confident, and it should make everybody less than confident, about the future of this program in the short term and in the long term. 
I'm not as worried about the long term of the program uh, because I think the foundational things are happening and they're, they're going to take a little bit of time to catch up a little bit and get truly prepared for the NIL world. In the short term, yeah, it's, it's very concerning. When you go back even, Tommy, to the Central Arkansas win where the talent just shone through and turned out being a 24-point win, it was still a game. They were out almost out-rebounded, 47-42. to 42. It was still a game where they turned the ball over too much, 10 turnovers to 10 assists, and it was still a game where they shot under 30% from three. Even in the win, those problems, which were the problems with this team last year, were still there. Um, I, so, that, I mean, that's... I just don't know how we can expect the team to win a bunch of games when we're seeing the same symptoms even now with an all-new team. Now, look, in in respect to reality, we're two games in here. They could come back, look great against Richmond. What we don't know about this team is its guts and its, its you know, um, resolve. I mean, it's all new, so those things we don't really know. So if they were to go and, and play really well and, and impress us at Richmond, that that matters too, I think. We've got to see how this team responds. Big picture, though, the same issues we've seen now for two years, and, and to some degree three years, even when they won the league, are still presenting themselves. And that's going to be a hard part about the evaluation of the future of this program. Going into the year, everything was, you know, it wasn't house money, but everything's sort of there, Right. Contract makes sense for Isaac Brown. The opportunity was there. This is sort of a prove-it year. And in a prove-it year, it's going to have to be better than this. There's no question about that. And for a lot of people, it needed to be better than this. And that was the situation last year. Um, So it's just a part of the evaluation process. Long-term, big picture, I I don't know how much it means because the reality is I'm not a big donor. (laughs) So... Or anything like that. So until I know the vibe there for the big picture in the long term, I don't really know how to evaluate the long term because that's all that really matters is is what that group of people are doing to get in a position to become a major player in NIL because that's the ticket to Wichita State's long-term status is can, can the new administration capitalize and make Wichita State the sleeping power it should be without football in a market this size and with an industry base that it has that has shown it is willing to pony up in the past, that all doesn't really matter to what happened on Saturday anyway. It's kind of two different things happening at once, I think. I'm just saying that you can't be confident about either the short term or the long term. I'm not no, I'm not. I don't think you can be confident at all. I don't think you can be confident yeah. about it, though. No. Uh, how in the world... Going back to this individual game, how in the world can Wichita State have a significant size advantage against Alcorn State? Alcorn State did not have a player taller than 6'6", and Alcorn State won the rebounding battle. Unacceptable. Completely unacceptable. This is a program, it's a university that has prided prided itself on toughness and intensity, and they looked absolutely Soft on Saturday, 100% soft on Saturday. And if this doesn't get turned around, I mean, they got punched in the mouth. If it doesn't turn around right away, if they don't go out and actually show some toughness against Richmond this weekend, 
I don't, I don't know if they're going to be able to. I, I don't know if this is a team that if you get punched in the mouth and you don't respond, if they'll be able to respond at any other point throughout the season. Um, so I feel like it's a little bit, I mean, we're at a point now where, you know, I, I, I caution whether or not to call it a crossroads, but you're kind of a little bit, you're oh, at it's a, a you got to figure out where your team is at right now, uh, because it could very, very, very easily go off the cliff very quickly. It was at a crossroads last year. I mean, this, yeah. this is the, cro- we're in the crossroads. You're in the intersection right now. And that was going to be the case no matter what. That would have also been the case if they were playing really well right now. And look, they beat Central Arkansas again by 20 plus. But the reality of that game is the symptoms still existed even in that game. So yeah. when you start to play good teams, you're going to, you're not, the result isn't going to go your way. It's hard now in the new era because almost all of these players are new still. So you don't, while well, it's, it's, it's tricky, you don't want to overreact on one hand to an almost entirely new roster, but on the other hand, you do want to overreact based on what we've seen in the past. So it, it's a little bit difficult in this modern era of college basketball to get an early season evaluation because it's just, it's, it's difficult to do. I think that you've got to be fair though, to the issues we saw last year, continuing to be issues that that's a major, major problem. The one thing I'll say long-term, because the greatest danger right now is apathy to this program. That is the absolute greatest danger, okay? So if people aren't interested, that's a problem, and that's that's a bigger problem than losing a game. And I have talked to a lot of people who, you know, who are normally diehards who are kind of like, meh, like I could take it or leave it on getting to that game. Shocker fans, you couldn't get tickets, Right? Like when Shocker basketball is going well, you can't get tickets. Now, that's the problem here. And I can tell you right now that, I okay, you watch that game from start to finish, and I'm not suggesting one bit that there was apathy on the court. I mean, the players care. No, no, no I'm talking cares. about off the I know, court. I know, I know. But what I'm saying is that there's not apathy on the court or on the sidelines, but unfortunately... I think it can be interpreted that way. I think it can look that way. There was no urgency. There was no intensity. There was no toughness. And so even though I know they care, and I know Isaac Brown cares. I mean, that come on. Obviously. We know that yeah. he does. But the, the demeanor of the team and the demeanor of the coach, that can trickle down to the fan base. And so if it looks like they're soft, if it looks like they're just going through the motions, if it looks like that they're they're not bought in and passionate and all of that, that absolutely will trickle down to the fan base. And that's where you get the apathetic fan base that we're looking at right now. And so uh, again, yeah, I, I say the words crossroads that that's kind of where we're at right now. I, I don't know. I know that they better respond and look, the ball's in their court. They know that they don't need us to tell them that they knew that the second that game ended, we better respond. They did. Players were saying after the game that the practice didn't go well during the week. And this is what happens. They're, they brought in some talented guys, and they've got to be better than that. I mean, it's it's pretty simple. Hey, the coaches and, and have to be better. Position, the players have to be better. I mean, that's it. Yep. And what kind of position is Kevin Saul in right now? Um, and you, you mentioned he was on Sports Sunday. I had a chance to listen to a couple of his clips uh, from last night. I mean, that's a difficult position to be in. Uh, but we, we talked about it multiple times before. He's not the athletic director that hired Isaac Brown and yeah. signed him to that contract. So what sort of position is he in right now, do you think? I think he's in a pretty – 
I think he's in a fine position because I think he can take a truly, um, a truly neutral look at everything. I think the one thing he, at least based on the conversations we've had with him here and other places, is approaching this to try and reinvigorate things and go foundationally from the ground up here. So my guess is, and of course he does, he's got the ear of the people that matter as far as fundraising and doing the things that need to happen. And he can easily interpret that vibe, which is very important. And he can just take a very neutral look at what he sees. Again, I think everybody was impressed with central with the Central Arkansas outcome, right? Like we all saw a lot of things that were like, okay, like the, we can get on board with this a little bit. And then against Alcorn State, that was like somebody smashed us in the face with a, a frying pan that was labeled last year. And okay, which is it? And a lot of these early season games, and this is, it's not unfair to coaches because it's the reality that every coach is working with now. You don't have time to develop things. And each coach has a different perspective on this. Jerome Tang does have time and some grace to develop things. Isaac Brown doesn't have that. Like that seat was hot coming into this year. And everybody knows that, right? It's just, it's the reality of the situation. So, and I bring uh, Jerome Tang is interesting because I'll say this too long term. So to the long term, so the short term, right? It is it's panic time. Like you can panic right now on November fourteenth. In the long term, think about what's happened at K State for two or three years now in Manhattan. Apathy had set in for K State basketball. Absolutely unequivocally, apathy had set in in Manhattan. That's why Bruce Weber was fired. Okay, it's it's almost immediately gone though right now already with Jerome Tang and the players that have come in, the way that he's built excitement on campus and all those things. So, the and I think this is different even than college football. The beauty of college basketball and the way that it's looking with the transfer portal and NIL and the design of it is the turnaround time is almost immediate now in what can happen from one year to the next. And I think the one thing we know about the fan base of Wichita State basketball is if the fan base is excited and thinks a team is really good, that's all it takes, right? That's all you need to get somebody in there to sell out that arena and do all the things that everybody wants to see happen. So again, I worry less about the long term and more about the short term and that, man, I don't want the Shockers to suck this year. I want them to be good. I want them to be competitive. I want them to compete in the American. That's all I want. Right, that's 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 what we want in the short term, and seeing what we saw Saturday puts that short term in some high danger. I think it puts the long term in some high danger too. I, I, honestly, I believe that because you can fall off the cliff pretty quickly, and uh, Wichita State is on the precipice of doing that. And th- there's got to be there's got to be a response right now. You're absolutely correct when you say that Isaac Brown does not have time does not have time to develop anything. You've got to respond right now uh, because you're looking at issues in the short term, and yeah, there's a scenario on the table. I mean, could Wichita State lose 20 games this year? I mean, yeah, if they don't respond in in the right way, absolutely they can. But I think even more detrimental, is there a chance that we could be looking at a complete rebuild of this program where they become 
basement dwellers in the American for multiple years. I don't want to suggest that's the case. And that might be an overreaction from one loss against Alcorn State. But, I mean, come on, the symptoms are there. There's got to be some kind of remedy. Otherwise, this is going to blow up, and it's going to blow up spectacularly. Well, yeah, I mean, but again, K-State gives us an example of a quick t- – K-State lost its best player in an All-American last year and has turned it around with a class and development. Yeah, but you don't – come on. I mean, the the the, the guys that – anybody can get at a, a Big 12 school like Kansas State, it's going to be a little bit different than what you can get at Wichita State. Uh, I, Memphis doesn't have that problem in the American. I mean, it's a similar market, similar size city, similar situation. Um, other than they also have football. Now, I mean, it, it can happen. I'm t- like Creighton doesn't have that problem, right? Like it's not it, – it, Wichita State will be fine if the NIL opportunities are there. College basketball lends itself to that. If this was football, I'd be – I mean, this is why it's so exciting what's happening at Kansas, obviously. But this isn't football. It's college basketball. It can turn around like that, even not in a power five. We see other leagues with teams do this all the time. And, and and so I think about a school like Memphis, same conference, right? Same conference, similar size city, similar situation. It's a metropolitan school. All the things are there, and they bring in big-time players. Uh, they do that because of Penny, but that, you know, they do it, though. And so – and this is why the ball is in Kevin Saul's court to generate the ability to do that, but – with a fan base and a donor base that made Greg Marshall a top five paid coach in the country while he was coaching in the Valley, right? That exists here. If you can, you and you can recapture that quickly. It takes one big time class. It takes bringing in two transfers. And, and that's why I keep using K-State in as, as an example, because I didn't, I didn't think, and we'll talk about K-State in the next segment because they played Friday since we've talked. I didn't think that they could turn it around this quickly. I thought they would be in contention for the worst team in the Big 12. Not because I wasn't buying into what was happening, but because the Big 12 is really good. Well, all of a sudden, all they needed to do is add Keontae Johnson to an already pretty good group of transfers, right? And it's like, well, no, this team could compete perhaps in the Big 12, at least for the middle of the pack in the Big 12. And that happened overnight. And so... Yeah, I do think it can turn around quickly. And I think there are schools all around the country that don't play in Power Fives for college basketball, right, that are showing us that there is a path to do that. And I think – and this is a, this is bigger than just Wichita State. I think there are some places for college basketball that exist in big cities. Creighton's a good example in Omaha. Memphis, we just mentioned in Memphis. Uh, there's going to be you know metropolitan schools like that that have a real opportunity here when they don't have to pay football to get and capture some of that to bring in – high-level players where maybe in the past that wasn't an opportunity to do that because you're going to have the resources to do that. Look, all I know is that this could go really bad really, really quick. And so all eyes absolutely are on this program to respond against Richmond to kind of stem the tide a little bit. Um, It's got to be now. It can't be a month from now. It can't be three months from now. It's got to be right now. Um, this is a gut check. It's gut check time for Shocker basketball. Um, as we both have agreed, absolutely unacceptable loss. And again, it can get really bad. 
uh, if you're not careful. If Isaac Brown is not careful, if this program is not careful, it could get really bad. And then you're dealing with not just apathy. You're going a step beyond apathy, and you're going you know, to a point to where it's going to make it really hard to win back people. Uh, and, and so, absolutely, they are looking over the edge of the cliff right now. It's going to be a matter, and, and I, I've got faith that Isaac Brown and his coaching staff are going to do everything in their power to have this program respond in a positive way when they play Richmond. And so that's, it's going to be incredibly important uh, to see them do that. Otherwise, those questions that we have and everybody has about the program, it's only going to be intensified. So they get from Saturday to Thursday, they'll have five days to prepare for Richmond. Um, I think I'm probably one step further than you are. I think I'm probably where you are now is where I was last year. And seeing Alcorn State is like, okay, this is worst-case scenario. If that's what we've got, this is worst-case scenario. It was a wake-up call for me. I was absolutely – I mean, you heard me a week ago say, hey, everybody, there is no reason to panic about this program. Let's give it some time. Um, I've I've crossed over that threshold now. There's absolutely reason to give it time, too. So I'm not – there will be a lot of people that are further than I am. I'm just to the point now where the evaluation starts. So, yeah, I'm with you, though, in that if it doesn't turn around against Richmond, if they don't respond, then then this is going to be a tough year. I mean, I, you know, and, and that's not – it's not that simple, right? They could not respond against Richmond and then respond later and it'd be fine. I'm just talking about, the like, the vibe here. Not the reality, but the vibe. We'll see. I don't know anything about this team. That That's what makes this a little t- – last year – we knew about the team, right? There was a lot returning. We kind of knew, and it was a different scenario because the things that we saw the year before were unraveling at this point last year, a couple of games in where we were, there were some struggles, and it was like, where is this coming from? It's not making sense. This year's different. We don't know anything about this team. Like, we don't. Craig Porter even, let's think about it, and, and then I'll, I'll wrap with this because we want to spend a little time with K-State. Kevin... You know, Craig Porter and Kenny Poto are the two big returners to this team. But they're both returners being asked to step into much larger roles. So even the guys that are coming back, we don't know anything about because they've never been asked to do the things that they're trying to be asked to do this year. So literally everything is an unknown with this roster, including how they'll respond to one of the worst losses in program history, at least in recent program history. So what are you going to do now? We'll find out Thursday in Richmond. We'll have a chance to spend more time on that game as we make our way through the week. Let's come back. K-State played a basketball game since we've last talked on Friday. We'll do that next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.